Have you realized yet that your purpose in life is constantly evolving? The thing is, it can only evolve, grow, and expand to the extent you're willing to do the work to heal. That's why I've created a transformative half-day virtual event designed for purpose chasers who want to integrate their authentic selves in every aspect of their life. Together, we're going to co-create conversations around reflecting on current patterns, amplifying your genuine desires, prioritizing fulfillment over the facade of what you should do, and we'll talk about achieving actual tangible results. I believe our work together will have a profound impact on your life as we break you out of autopilot, scale your potential, and set you up to attract everything you say you desire. Plus, this space will be an enjoyable and supportive environment for new connections with like-hearted purpose chasers from all over the world. Together, we will laugh, dance, and maybe cry, but we'll be doing the work together. If this speaks to your soul and you want to detox and release what's no longer serving you so you can live fully in the pillars of redefining wealth, tickets are currently complimentary for this half day of coaching, training, and co-creating a new blueprint for your heart's desires directly with me. So grab your ticket today at patricewashington.com slash soul detox. That's patricewashington.com slash soul detox. That's the thing about these limiting beliefs. We are the ones who keep ourselves in the cycle. Even if it was originally planted by someone else, we are the ones who water it with our words and we keep these things growing. We keep it growing. Patrice Washington, and this is the Redefining Wealth Podcast, where authenticity leads to alignment and abundance. Join us each week as we peel back the layers on what wealth truly means and dive into conversations that inspire, connect, and empower you to live your richest life. Get ready to challenge the status quo. It's time to redefine wealth for yourself. Welcome back to another episode of Redefining Wealth with Patrice Washington. Hey, if you just stepped in here, you need to know that you have entered a brand new world. This is a world where we understand that wealth is so much more than just money and material possessions. This community of purpose chasers that we call the Redefining Wealth community understands. They believe it. You breathe it. You are talking the talk now and walking the walk. You understand that the original definition of wealth was the condition of well-being and happiness. And so we have to talk about all of the parts of our lives that need to be well in order for us to truly have the success with our finances that we desire. And one of those pillars or one of those things that we talk about is the fit pillar. And it's about becoming your best self. That's not just physically, it's mentally. And in this month of mindfulness that we are kicking off 2024 with, I recognize that sometimes it is hard for you to understand that mindfulness is important and that being still is important or not understand it, but to actually lean into it because you know that if you get quiet enough, you're going to have to address some of those nagging thoughts and limiting beliefs that come up for you when you're still. Most of us walk around life distracted with busy calendars, not being thoughtful, about what we do, where we do it, who we do it with, because we don't really want to deal with the the depths of the limiting beliefs we might be experiencing. And sometimes we don't recognize it as a limiting belief, 
It's just, this is the way it is, or this is a thought that I have. But this episode is all about awakening. We say that awakening is kind of the first stage of redefining wealth. You cannot redefine wealth for yourself unless you are willing to get off autopilot, unless you are willing to arise from slumber. That's what awakening means, right? Get off autopilot and live more authentically, more aligned, and then prepare to redefine wealth for yourself. This is a big piece to it. So if you have limiting beliefs about money, about rich people, about wealth, about any of those things, of course, it's going to be playing in the background in your subconscious and it's going to thwart any efforts that you have this year. Anything that you say you wanna do in terms of hitting a big goal in your work pillar, in your career, right, in your entrepreneurial journey or in your finances, you're saving, you're giving, you're investing. If you do not deal with these limiting beliefs, they are going to continue to deal with you. And so I want to help you today identify limiting beliefs because sometimes we normalize it so much, we don't even realize that that's what it is and then shift. So this episode is going to be jam-packed with goodies. I will jump into it as soon as we get back from the affirmation of the week. This week's affirmation is, I am up-leveling beliefs one day at a time. Every day, I am purposefully up-leveling my beliefs, recognizing the transformative power of my thoughts. I release outdated beliefs that no longer serve my growth and welcome empowering perspectives into my life. Each day is a new opportunity for me to reshape my mindset and elevate my consciousness. I embrace the process of continuous improvement, understanding that change is a powerful catalyst for my personal and purposeful evolution. With each positive belief I adopt, I am one step closer to manifesting the life I envision. And I approach this journey with curiosity, resilience, and a commitment to becoming the best version of myself. Declare with me today, I am up-leveling my beliefs one day at a time. Okay, I hope you enjoyed the affirmation. So here's the deal. When you are overrun with limiting beliefs, like these limiting ideas and thoughts about who you are, what is available to you, what is possible for your future, what your capacity is, then you are always going to stay stuck in these cycles. These cycles of repeated failures. And when it doesn't work out, you will think it is confirmation of what your original thought was. So if your limiting belief is around the idea that you're just not smart enough, if you experience a failure, you will internalize that. Whereas someone who's worked through that limiting beliefs, like myself, when I experience something that others may perceive as a failure, I don't see it as a failure. I just see it as a lesson because I've chosen the language that only two options are available, a lesson or a blessing. And so when it doesn't work out the way that I wanted, the blessing I have learned that there is a lesson in it or I have given myself permission to see it as a lesson. But in order for you to recondition your own life in that way, you have to first recognize what is at play. And so this episode is about first helping you identify 
how limiting beliefs may be running the show in your life and then shift. And everything that I'm going to share with you are definitely things that I've learned from my own personal journey, but then also from my work with helping so many women get to their most authentic aligned selves so that they can redefine wealth for themselves in this season. And so here are some signs that may indicate that you're struggling with limiting beliefs. These are just some common indicators, okay? The very first one is you have a habit of practicing negative self-talk. And it may be so subtle and it may seem like not the biggest deal, but I want you to pay attention to the language that you use when you are talking to yourself. If you frequently use self-deprecating or negative language, that could be a sign of an underlying limiting belief. For example, I have clients that I've I've even been around, like at retreats or different, you know, events. If something happens, if they make a small mistake, like fill in something incorrectly on a form or log out of something that they were trying to get access to or can't get into something, they say under their breaths, I'm so stupid. Why am I so dumb? Why do I always mess stuff up? This habit of negative self-talk could really be a sign that there's an underlying limiting belief that you really do believe that you are not that smart or that you are not the smartest in the room or that something is just wrong with you. You don't have the capacity that other people have. You don't have the ability. You don't have the talent. You're not worthy. There is something going on when we use negative self-talk concerning ourselves, but then also just talk negatively about the scenarios that are adjacent to our lives. I deal with this a lot in coaching my clients where we'll do spotlight coaching, for example, and pillar mastery and mastery and momentum. And someone will say that they have a question about their work pillar or something they should do with their job. And almost instantly, I can just hear in the way that they tell the story that they have painted themselves as the victim. They have painted other people as the villain. They have created all of these negative ideas around what could happen. They've gone down the rabbit hole of the worst case scenario. And all I can say most often, and I even had a client say, you should make this into a shirt, is ma'am, who told you that? Who told you that because you made a small mistake, you're stupid? Do you realize that there are those of us who make small mistakes on something? And I, quite frankly, I've had big hiccups and big failures and I have learned to separate what that means about me as a person and see that as an isolated event. But many of us have not. And so when you keep saying things like, oh, I must be so stupid, there's something in there where you genuinely feel like you are not smart enough for some reason. Why would someone who has that type of idea or thought about themselves go for the promotion? Why would they make the pitch? Why would they leave the dead-end relationship if they think that this is the best that I could get? Negative self-talk is so subtle. I don't care who you are, what level you're at or what you've accomplished, we all deal with it in some form or fashion. One of the big pieces of negative self-talk for myself that I am really working through in this season is I had a habit in all of my clients, as soon as I say it, no matter where they are on a treadmill, driving somewhere, they're going to say, "Mm mm-hmm. I've always been like, oh, I'm not techie. 
I'm not techie. I'm not techie. You know what that does? It also creates catastrophes because I get on a Zoom or a StreamYard or some type of streaming platform and I start messing stuff up because you know what? I have this negative self-talk about not being techie. And then somehow I create scenarios that reconfirm what I keep saying. That's the thing about these limiting beliefs. We are the ones who keep ourselves in the cycle. Even if it was originally planted by someone else, we are the ones who water it with our words and we keep these things growing. We keep it growing. A second one, and this is kind of a two-parter. It's the fear of failure or rejection. If you find yourself avoiding challenges or new opportunities, Due to a fear of failure or rejection, that is a sign that you are holding on to some type of limiting belief about your abilities or your worth. As I was talking to people in the DMs after results, not resolutions, which was essentially a goal setting by the pillars masterclass and two day training that I did in December of 2023. And if you're in the Institute, you do have access to the replay. I realized in talking to people that a lot of folks, we are afraid of setting goals and even achieving goals because we're afraid of the failure or rejection that could ensue. So if you set an actual dollar amount and you don't hit it, you internalize that. And now you continue to create stories about your abilities or your worthiness or your worth in general. I have experienced this. I used to have this thing about making my goals really small in December because I had a limiting belief that you could not make offers to people or sell in December. I had an entire story going on that people don't purchase in December. I serve women. Women are mothers and mothers have Christmas gifts to buy. And there's so many things going on in the month of December. And that's just the time to shut down and rest and to not do anything. And then I picked up the book, You're a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero, who's been on the podcast. And that was like October-ish, I think 2018. And there was a section in the book about limiting beliefs and stories that you're telling yourself. And I realized that for years in my business, I had been telling myself a story that I could not sell in December. No one told me this, but I wrote it out. And when I wrote out that limiting belief and challenged myself with, Where did you get this story? What are you even talking about? I ended up launching Mastery Momentum that December of 2018. Do you know it sold out within, I think, a week or two? We had 14 spots. It was the highest ticket offer I had ever made, and it sold out. Me not making that kind of money in December all the years prior was not about any of the story I was telling. It was about my limiting belief It was about my fear of failure and my fear of rejection. And so it made it hard for me to set goals. It made it hard for me to even achieve goals for different periods in my life. Do you know how often it will make you think small and play small when you have been called to do big things? It's like if you sell widgets and in order to hit your real financial goal, 
not the one you try to be cute and modest about, but the one that really helps you live by the pillars. Like if you are clear that you know what's in each one of your pillars and what it costs to live in your ideal life in each one of those pillars, and you know what that number is, you're like, if I sold a hundred widgets, I can make it. But then the limiting belief creeps in. Who am I to sell a hundred widgets? So you set the goal at 20. That doesn't even require faith for you, friend. Now, if your stretch is 20 because you are typically like doing three or four, absolutely. But if you typically already could do 18, then 20 is not a stretch for you. And the limiting belief associated with this fear of failure or rejection is the thing that's keeping you stuck. It's not your talent. It's not your brilliance. It's not your ability. It's literally just the belief that you can't. And when I shifted that idea about, oh, Christmas is in December and all these things, and then I'm going to go even deeper. Do you know I did a survey with my audience and found out that although I serve 80, I think we're at 86% women in our community, not even half are mothers. So I made up a whole story about what people had access to, what they had the capacity for, what they might be doing. And I couldn't tell you how many, even to this day, how many people say, the programs changed their lives and how they thank me for actually offering the program in obedience. So sometimes we're using these stories and these limiting beliefs and we don't realize that we're not only blocking our blessing, we're blocking the blessing, the breakthrough of the people that we are called to serve. And this is why we have to clean it up. It's not an option. It's mandatory that this year, 2024, if you're gonna go all the way and get your heart's desires, if you are going to live abundantly and finally redefine wealth for yourself, you have to break free of this limiting belief. I have a confession to make. My relationship with looking good is so complicated. I don't know if you're anything like me, but I like high quality clothes. I just don't like going shopping and I definitely don't always want to pay high quality prices, if you know what I'm saying. Plus, I don't always want to wear the same stuff over and over again. So I was super excited when I found out about the clothing rental membership armoire because they are making getting dressed stylish, but super easy. When I signed up, I took a five minute style quiz and based on my preferences, they offered suggestions that would best match my lifestyle. I'm filming in a few weeks and I literally just got the cutest blazers delivered to my door in as little as two days. And when I'm ready for new clothes, I can just swap them out for more new-to-me styles. So whether you're planning your outfit for a date night, packing for a conference, or in need of a gown for some black tie event, you will be the best-dressed person in the room and you won't have to feel bad for only wearing something once. Now, What I also love is that Armoire is women-founded and women-led. They even spotlight women-owned designers on their website. So I know I'm wearing brands that are aligned with my values. I love that I can support a business that's built by women like me. If you're ready to have your dream closet delivered to your door, you might want to try Armoire. I promise you will never be without the perfect outfit for any occasion ever again. And right now, Redefining Wealth listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash wealth. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash wealth to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. 
What if I told you the reason all of your business and career pursuits might be flopping or feeling less and less fulfilling is because what you actually need is personal transformation and spiritual growth so you can trust yourself to do the stuff you've already learned confidently. The doors to mastery and momentum are open. This is my intimate mastermind, and I believe it's the doorway to living the rest of your life intentionally, authentically, and wealthily on your own terms. It's grounded in my signature six-pillar process, and it's specifically designed as an intimate, safe, and aligned space that elevates your mindset and actions to achieve excellence in every facet of your life so you can handle this next season with more ease, grace, peace, and flow. You don't need another business community. You need spirit-led conversations to help you get radically honest about what's going on in those pillars of your life and then the conviction to tackle them strategically. Inside the Mastery Momentum container, you'll gain exclusive access to co-created conversations, both virtual and in-person retreats, laser-focused training sessions, and so much more. In short, this could be your pathway to grabbing hold of everything you need to win at more than just business, but there will be plenty of that too. We're now accepting applications, so head to MasteryAndMomentum.com. That's MasteryAndMomentum.com. And join us for the next 12 months as we step into a powerful new way of being. Another way that it may show up and occur to you is in procrastination. If you have a tendency to procrastinate, you're constantly putting off tasks or goals, that can indicate a lack of confidence or belief in your ability to succeed. Studies have proven procrastination can be a coping mechanism just to avoid facing potential failure. A lot of people feel this way. If I put it off and put it off and put it off, and if I make excuses about how busy I am and all the things on my calendar, if I allow myself to stay extremely distracted and even make it noble, because many of the distractions are like, well, I have kids or I have, you know, my work is taking up all the time or my this or my that. Anything that you want to say, you can say, right? Because we're always going to find ways to prove ourselves right and to make it sound good. But if you're constantly procrastinating on the things that you say you desire, the things you need, want, and desire, then there's probably a limiting belief in there somewhere about your ability to succeed. Another way to recognize if you may be dealing with a limiting belief is just that constant sense of self-doubt. So if you're frequently doubting your abilities, you're questioning your worth, who am I to believe? Who am I to think that I have the right to do this? That is very normal. When I first got off the bathroom floor, so for those of you who don't know my story, a part of this purpose and this season in my life was birthed on the bathroom floor after losing everything in the recession in 2008, 2009. I went from a seven-figure business to literally scraping up change, applying for welfare, riding dirty in a beat up yellow van with no car insurance, no tags, like getting eviction notices frequently, got the power turned off, had to chase the power man down with my baby on my hip and beg them to turn the lights back on or my daughter's milk would spoil. That was my life in 2009. It's around the same time that I was bawling, snotting, and crying in my teeny tiny 600 square foot apartment in Metairie, Louisiana, asking God, why me? And the Holy Spirit said, get your Bible. I landed on the scripture, Proverbs 17, 16. And it said, what good is money in the hands of a fool if they had no desire to seek wisdom? 
And I felt my spirit say, you need to share this with people. First grade teacher, Ms. Boynton said, when I was, man, what, six years old? But Ms. Cunningham, when you know something, you have a responsibility to share with friends. And I felt compelled to share, even in the midst of one of the worst times in my life. And I felt compelled to share about money because I lost all my money, but my mind wasn't bad. I had built a seven-figure business by 25. I had accomplished quite a bit and knew so much because I used personal finance education to build my original real estate and mortgage brokerage in Manhattan Beach, California. And so when I had the idea that I should somehow get into financial education, even after just chasing the power man down about my own lights being cut off and all the things, do you think the self-doubt didn't creep up? The self-doubt was definitely there. Who's going to listen to you? What could you possibly say when you're in this space? Why would you think that you are the person to tell people anything? I recorded an episode some years ago. We'll try to link to it in the show notes called Self-Doubt Doesn't Mean Don't Do It. The self-doubt is an invitation to examine where these ideas and thoughts are coming from. But if you feel fully aligned with what you've been called to do, doubt is natural. But allowing yourself to be paralyzed because you're not perfect is common, but it's not okay. It's common, but it's not okay. So the limiting belief that says, well, because I have experienced XYZ failure, no one will listen to me is why many of us don't proceed. The limiting belief that, oh, because I don't have a college degree and I only have a GED, so I couldn't possibly have a six-figure job, that's a limiting belief. Another one that I experienced in terms of self-doubt is even with my coaching programs, there was a season around 2019, 2020, where I had this lingering self-doubt. It just was, it was this idea that if I'm not the one doing all of the coaching, people won't get value. Ain't that crazy? (laughs) And it's really because I tend to like to do life with people. I like to do relationships with people. I love knowing my clients intimately. I love knowing people's stories, especially in Command the Stage, where I teach people how to tell their story authentically and take all of their experience and be able to wrap it into a three-minute powerful introduction that they can do on a physical stage or virtual stage. But it requires me getting to know people and I love, love, love it, right? And I had this self-doubt, this limiting belief that said, if you don't do it, people won't get value. And that limiting belief was leading me to exhaustion and burnout because I was promising all these one-on-one sessions with people and it was exhausting. That was why I hadn't asked for help. It was why I hadn't gotten support. I had all of these amazing alumni who had come through Command the Stage and I was watching them use my technique and my system out in the marketplace and getting phenomenal results. And I was like, you can just have Command the Stage ambassadors. Like they know the techniques. They can help your new clients practice. Do you know that that freed up so much time? It freed up so much space and it allowed me to breathe again. It allowed me 
to rest. <laughs> it allowed me to empower other people who were passionate about supporting and being a part of community and seeing other people tell purposeful stories. It was just beautiful. But I had to recognize that the limiting belief behind that doubt is what was holding me back. And I'll say another big indicator is the comfort zone. If you have a strong aversion to stepping outside of your comfort zone, that is probably an indication that you're being held back by a limiting belief about what you can handle or achieve. And this is so common, especially in my world, in our world here, because there's a lot of women in my community and outside of my community who believe that if I am financially successful, I won't be loved. If I am the breadwinner, I won't be loved. There was a study done by Refinery29 and it talked about how it's no longer rare for women in relationships to out-earn their husbands or boyfriends. So in 2015, 38% of American wives made more than their husbands. But a lot of women were still struggling with the idea of becoming a breadwinner because there's a study, the University of Chicago says, wives making even $5,000 a year more than their husbands were associated with a greater risk of divorce. That's the study. That's the statistic, right? And I'm gonna keep it real. I was a part of that statistic. (laughs) I can't even act like I can't acknowledge that. 5,000 a year more than your husband associated with a greater risk of divorce. I am divorced, so I totally get it. But even with knowing that and understanding what my own experience has been, I also understand that I'm not willing to sabotage my purpose. I'm not willing to sabotage my work. I'm not willing to sabotage the way that I am called to serve in this world because of the idea that these statistics will be my story and the narrative always. I understand the statistics and still reject that as my final story. So even as I navigate the dating world, I don't allow that to be something that controls the narrative that I have to dumb down or play small or play insignificant or act like I'm not who I am. Because while I know I show up very strongly in terms of being on stage or on television or on any of these roles, I also know that I am such a flower in the right man's presence. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Both things can be true. So I don't carry that as a limiting belief, but I do coach many people who do. And so they play games with their success. Even if they can achieve it, they don't sustain it or maintain it because there's an idea that the limiting belief is if I make more, I'm unlovable. So now that we identify those, we need to shift them because once you recognize something, then you have the power to recondition it. Then and only then can you recondition. So here's how I've learned to shift limiting beliefs in my life. The first thing is asking myself better questions. If you don't know what question to ask, you can start with examining any of these just ideas that come up for you. When you think to yourself that you can't do something or you're feeling the doubt, you're you're hearing the negative self-talk, you're feeling the fear of the failure or rejection. One of the most powerful questions you can ask yourself is, why? Why do I believe this? Where did this come from? Who told me? One question that I've learned to ask myself is, would this make sense if I replaced it with an inanimate object? 
And that's an idea I got from also You're a Badass at Making Money, Jensen Shadow's book, because she talks about all of the limiting beliefs that we have around money. And what if you replaced money with sky? Would you ever say sky is the root of all evil? It takes sky to make sky. Like, just think about how silly it sounds, but it's a wonderful exercise in just really deconstructing the damaging thoughts and ideas that are keeping you stuck. So the first step is to ask better questions. And one of the most powerful questions you can ask yourself is why. And you can ask yourself why as many times as you need to, to get to the root of where that came from. Is it supporting you? Obviously not. But where it came from, why it came. And then you can start to think about what you'll do. So asking better questions is the first step, I believe, in shifting a limiting belief. The second step is affirming something new. So we want to replace any of those beliefs. When we get to the core of the why, we want to replace the belief with a story that's more empowering. I have said over and over again, and I truly believe this, you can tell yourself any story in the world. Why would you tell a disempowering one? So when there's a narrative that comes up about you wanting to launch the business or offer a new product or offer a new program, if you are dealing with the limiting belief or the idea of why would anyone pay me, you want to affirm something new. And my favorite affirmation For years, decades, I think at this point is I deserve to be wealthy because of the value I add to others. I deserve to be wealthy because of the value I add to others. When you ask, why would anyone pay me? You're going to look for every reason and excuse under the sun for why you are not credible, why you do not provide value, why you are not worthy. You're going to look for ways to confirm that idea. But when you say, I deserve to be wealthy because of the value I add to others, it makes you get rooted in how can I continue to be of service? How can I add value? How can I up-level my game? How can I take this to the next level? How can I serve my clients more fully? How can I be a more helpful human? You're going to start to ask yourself better questions and give yourself better prompts for being when you come from affirming something new. The third way that I've learned to shift limiting beliefs is to acknowledge it in writing, aka journaling. You know, I love some journaling. We did an episode some months ago about four journaling exercises that instantly shift my energy. I definitely suggest checking it out if you're new to journaling. But acknowledging this in writing, writing down your thoughts and feelings about specific situations or goals, right? Because then you can always look for any recurring negative themes or self-sabotaging patterns and then counter it with what I call the what if versus what is exercise. If you're in the Institute, I made a worksheet for you guys. It probably will be there by the time this episode airs. I'll try to make sure of that. But when you go on the Institute and look for worksheets, just look for what if versus what is. And all you do is essentially fold a piece of paper in half. And on the left side, you write, what if these are the fears that you have? These are the things that make you feel the doubt or make you feel the rejection or make you just feel timid about taking your next best step. And then on the right side, you write, what is? This is what I call the truth. So for many years, it was looking in the Bible to find scriptures that support what I would call the truth about myself. 
that I am fearfully and wonderfully made or, you know, I'm made in God's image and just different things. And then also just the real practical truth. So those are some spiritual truths. But what about just practical? Am I going to be homeless? Like, am I really? Because do I at least have a my mama's couch to sleep on? I do. Do I have a few good girlfriends that will let me come stay with them if this launch doesn't go well? I do, right? The stories that we tell ourselves are often ridiculous and they are the absolute worst case scenarios. And it's actually a lot of noise that we allow to keep us trapped. And what it versus what is allows us to put pen to paper and see where we are just making stuff up. That's the third thing that I've used to help shift limiting beliefs. I see it out. And sometimes when I'm seeing it and I'm rereading it to myself, I realize how ridiculous some of my thought patterns have been and I can start to take steps to correct them. The fourth step is always be self-reflecting. So just regularly taking time to reflect on your thoughts and behaviors. Again, just asking yourself why you might be holding back or avoiding certain opportunities, certain environments, certain people, certain projects. Why? Going back to that why is so powerful, but always be in a space of self-reflection and then also allow yourself to reflect on a time when you did take a chance and whether it went well or it didn't, again, it's only a lesson or a blessing. If it went well, it's your reminder to not have spiritual amnesia, but to know that you've survived some hard things, you've done some hard things, and you did have a great favorable result. That was the blessing. If it was a lesson, you still survived. And maybe it was difficult. Maybe you took a loss, but I would like to reframe that L to a lesson. And now you're more mature, you're wiser, you have a greater understanding. And again, doubt doesn't mean don't do it. It just means now you get to do it with more wisdom than you had the last time around. So always be self-reflecting. And number five, aligned feedback from others is so important in helping you shift limiting beliefs. So whether that is using trusted friends, trusted family members, professional help, mentors, coaching, communities like ours, like the Redefining Wealth community, where others can offer valuable perspectives on your behavior and mindset. So maybe some friends that you've made in the Redefining Wealth community who could say, you know, I think you're being hard on yourself. What about the time that you did X, Y, Z? You know, they might notice patterns that you're just not aware of. Putting yourself in spaces where people can be honest with you is a game changer in helping you shift limiting beliefs. This is why we have the Institute. This is why we have the programs that we do. I love to build community with like-hearted people. And I say like-hearted because in my communities, and I'm not just saying this, there's so many women who have become best friends, business partners, such great sisters with one another, like a true sisterhood. And to have true sisterhood and connection, if someone really loves you, they have to have the ability to be honest with you. And you have to give them, be vulnerable enough to receive that type of feedback. Greatness is not created in isolation. If can't nobody tell you nothing, you will never live up to your greatest potential. Now, in the same respect, I also have learned that even though I accept aligned feedback, and then notice I said aligned feedback, I have learned that I can reject any advice that's just not in alignment with what I feel assigned to. 
Sometimes even people who are close to me don't know what I was called to do. They don't have an understanding of what I've been called to do and how I've been called to show up. So I'm not living for their approval or for their validation, but having aligned feedback is definitely a part of being able to shift limiting beliefs sooner, quicker, faster, because once we have learned to normalize, intellectualize and romanticize poor behavior from ourselves or others that we may be in relationship with, we don't know what we don't know. We know what we feel, but we've also probably learned to dismiss our feelings. And so having other people from the outside, like a coach, be able to say, "Mm, does that really align with what you said you wanted is important. Being aware of the signs, but then also being aware of how you can start to shift these limiting beliefs is such a game changer. And I wanted you to have this episode early in the year, because as you are setting up your goals and we know we believe in results, not resolutions, but whatever you are declaring that you desire for this year, make sure that you're doing the work to identify the signs of limiting beliefs, but then also taking the steps to shift them. Because you could be saying one thing, but everything else about how you show up is actually saying something different. You're saying you want one thing, but how you show up is saying that you don't believe you deserve it. You don't believe you're worthy of it. You don't believe that you're capable. You don't believe that you're supported. Those limiting beliefs are going to be the thing that has you dealing with burnout, stressed out, overworked, under-earning, overspending, all the things. So if you find it challenging to identify and overcome limiting beliefs, I would love to support you. Definitely consider coming into the Redefining Wealth Institute, Pillar Mastery or Mastery and Momentum. You can find out more about how to work with me and be in our community at patricewashington.com. Courses, I believe, is the backslash, but we'll have a link in the show notes. I just want to see you live your life's purpose. I want to see you find fulfillment and I want to see you earn more this year without feeling like you have to chase money. And tackling these limiting beliefs is the first step because fit pillar is the first pillar in the six pillars of redefining wealth. And if you're not mentally fit to receive and sustain everything that you're praying for, what good will it be? I hope this episode was a blessing to you. Download the Redefining Wealth app today and come in. Let's talk about it. If you have any questions about which program might be best for you, you can always DM me directly in the app. I am limiting my DMing for this month of mindfulness in this year of 2024. I'm limiting DMs on Instagram because there's so much noise. I just really want to focus on the people who want to focus on the pillars and changing their lives. And so come on into the app and then you can DM me directly from there and you won't have all the noise. I don't have to sift through a bunch of craziness to get to you. I hope this episode was a blessing. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast and we will talk to you later. Until next time, I want you to go live your life's purpose, find fulfillment and earn more without ever chasing money. Mm